Hey, bookworms. Welcome to the Picky Bookworm Podcast. I am so glad you are here. I am the Picky Bookworm, and I love bringing recognition to indie and self-published books through book reviews, proofreading, and podcasting. Every Saturday, I get to talk to a member of the writing community, from book bloggers to authors and even other podcasters like myself. I'll include a link to my website where you can leave a comment with your thoughts on the show or questions for the author that I may not have gotten to. You can also find information on how to sponsor this podcast. Ready? Grab your tea, wine, or laundry, and let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Picky Bookworm podcast. I am here today with Sabrina. You will probably know her from Twitter as SC Atwell. Um, I actually knew her as SZ for quite a while before I found out that her first name was Sabrina. So I was super thrilled um, to find out her first name um, because SZ is actually really hard to say. So we are going to talk books. We're going to talk life. We're going to talk all sorts of things. Um, Maybe even just a little bit of book marketing um, because Sabrina has done really well uh, for her books. So grab your tea, grab your wine, grab your laundry, Caroline. We're going to get started. Sabrina, how are you? Great. Thank you. So uh, thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So... Excuse me. So you and I have, we've been friends on Twitter for several months now. Um, Mm -hmm. And what's so funny about our friendship is it's mostly through DM. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That is fairly standard for me, actually. I, I, um, I, I have found that, you know, I have some friends that I, you know, will scroll through my Twitter feed and you know, most of our conversations are, are through, you know, most of the comments and, you know, all of that. And then I have some Twitter friends that is mostly through DM. And then I have some like my friend Gabe, where it's just kind of a mix between the two. And, um, you and I get into, um, we both love Canva. We both, we both love, uh, designing and working on our respective websites. And, we we love, I guess, being a sounding board for each other with just, you know, all of these various creative ideas, usually on my side going, hey, Sabrina, how does this sound? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so we, you know, we just kind of get down into that, uh, that creative rabbit hole. And um, Last night, um, I had planned for you to come on the podcast for just about a week now, I think. And then last night, um, you know, I was like, I think we need to probably talk a little bit of marketing. Um, just because, you know, I keep running across what a struggle it is, uh, for self-published authors, um, in particular, that marketing is a headache. Um, and I know just from my own website, I'm not even trying to market a book. I'm trying to like get people to read my website and it's a headache. And, you know, I can only imagine what it would be like for self-published authors. And so I've been trying to learn various things that I can, you know, kind of pass on, the pass on the knowledge as it were, uh, to you guys, you have done quite well, um, in the marketing area. So one of the few things that, um, I wanted to make sure that we talked about was if you had any marketing tips, if you had any creative tips, um, easy tips, because we're trying to ease <laughs> yeah. the headache. Uh, we're not trying to make the headache worse. We're trying to ease the headache. Um, so what are, what are some things that you have found that work for you? Um, and what are some things that you can pass on to our listeners? Sure. So I am actually reading from my website here. I, I actually, it totally works. so after, sorry, that totally works. It's totally oh. fine. So after two years, so I published my first novel in, in 2020 in August. Um, and then the second one I published, so 
originally my series was one giant book. And then I realized upon further reflection slash people telling me, maybe you should cut this in half. I was like, no, no, it's not. Oh, never. Yes, yes, I should cut this in half. <laughs> so then I edited one at a time, I, you know, all that stuff. And um, I learned about marketing and whatever. I did a whole bunch of research. Um, and then I published the second one I had told people hopefully end of fall 2020 I googled what is the last day of fall 2020 <laughs> and so I got my book just in under the wire um so then the the uphill work I mean obviously writing a book is a lot of work but then and editing and and you know beta readers and all of that that's a lot of work but then comes the okay I think my book is great I need everyone else to think my book is great you know and and trying to get it out there and um uh, get people interested in it. And, and when you have no other books out, it, it's sort of starting from scratch. You know, um, that's one difficult thing about self-publishing is you don't have that marketing arm, you know, of, of the, the industry behind you. Um, I have a friend who is a very well-known, I don't want to name people, but YA author, like very well-known. And she, when I see her Twitter, it's just like, so much marketing provided for her. I mean, she has to do a lot of it, just have, you know, her name and face and everything out there, but it's just provided for her, you know, and, and it's, she gets swag. I'm like, can I have a box of this cool stuff for, for my book? <laughs> you know, so I have to think of everything. You have to run a business. You have to be kind of a brand quote unquote, like you are your image online, your image on your website. All of it is, is kind of one it's your brand. Um, I have thoughts on that, but I'm just kind of trying to introduce the idea. So finally I just decided, okay, let me write this very long, I hope useful <laughs> marketing post on my blog that includes everything I've learned, everything I've done, things that have not worked, things that have worked. I have to say, I do not do TikTok. I'm debating doing it. Um, for security reasons, I would have to probably get a second phone and it, it's just like a whole thing. Um, almost not the best at acting. I'm just not skits in me or not, are not good. So, um, in terms of that, I have to, I don't do TikTok. I don't do a bunch of things that people said are, are, you know, necessary for marketing. I'm not saying they're not helpful. I just personally, I know what I enjoy doing. I, like I said, I enjoy doing Canva. I enjoy doing, um, what else? Your website. Um, your website. I know you just, have, I know you yeah. really enjoy working on your website. Um, which actually brings up a, um, a question that um, I, I actually wrote a post on this um, last week. How important do you think your website and your blog is to your author brand? I think, I think it's very important because, okay, so I don't necessarily go to author websites, but you need to have one. So that's what I was going to say about my number one tip is you are representing yourself and your brand in everything you do, everything. I mean, um, all your Twitter posts, I had a rude awakening when I realized on day two or so of Twitter that everything you type on Twitter, including replies to obscure threads, everything ends up in the main timeline <laughs> without context. And so just you being aware of that at all times, everything you have, your, your art, your, the fonts you use, your, your website, your, the way you talk, the way you discuss things, um, et cetera, all of it is, I'm not saying you should be inauthentic and, and have everything only to do with your books, but, but be aware that everything you do is seen as, as part of you and your brand maybe, you know, theoretically. And so in terms of a website, at the very least, you need to have sort of a landing page, um, some kind of base for your, it's like a business card, you know, just bigger, but you need some kind of, um, yeah, like a homepage, literally, um, just to say, this is me, this is what I do. Sometimes people will do like Linktree. I have one in my, um, in my Twitter bio, I think it's my Twitter bio, at least in my Instagram bio, I have one, but just to have sort of a consistent presence and one ultimate home base, I think is, even if it's just a page yeah. with a newsletter sign up, ideally. Yeah. One of the, um, I listened to, um, a webinar um, a couple of weeks ago, and one of the things the lady was talking about was figuring out 
your your brand tone, um, mm-hmm. you know, how you want to come across to people. And, you know, I think that if you write cute little rom-coms, that your brand, mm-hmm. your brand tone should reflect that to a point. Um, yes. You know, if you write cute little rom-coms, you don't want your tweets, you don't want your blog posts, you don't want them to sound like a college research paper. You want them to yeah. sound like a cute little rom-com. You know, people in cute little rom-coms, they don't speak in perfect grammar. They, you know, they use cute little words like cheesy and, you know, and things like that. Um, so, I mean, and there was another blog post that I read. Um, I've done a lot of research in this area, but there was another mm-hmm. blog post that I read that was, you know, if you cuss, cuss totally fine. Um, and which is really funny because in real life I cuss like a sailor, but online I rarely use swear words. Um, oh, yeah. you know, I never do in my blog. Um, and I rarely do on Twitter. My friend Gabe and I do another, um, podcast where we gave ourselves permission to cuss <laughs> because, you know, I was like, I need to have one place where I don't have to censor my language. (laughs) And, you know, so that one, you know, we have that one as not good for kids. Just, just don't. Um, But, you know, but my, my blog, I wanted safe for kids. My podcast, I wanted safe for kids. Um, You know, I wanted to make sure that I was, that my brand was portraying that kindness and that friendliness that you guys have come to know, um, from seeing me on Twitter. So, um, I totally get what you mean about, you know, just making sure that if, you know, what you write and, you know, you don't necessarily have to create a brand. You don't have to say, this is what I want my brand to be. And then reinvent yourself to to match that brand. Um, but just kind of finding out what your brand already is, whether that's asking your followers, whether that's sending out a survey, just kind of asking, you know, what words come to mind when you think of me, when you think of Mm -hmm. me as an author, when you think of my books, um, and then just kind of making sure that when you talk or when you are posting online or when you are writing in your blog, that it just kind of reflects those things that people already know about you. And that I think that kind of helps them trust you as well, a little Mm -hmm. bit more. What do you think about that? That's interesting. I've never really considered that. I think because I just naturally am like my brand, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like like I am a giant nerd and I was a science writer. I still technically am. I just haven't done it for a while, but you know, I mean, I post things about astronomy and I post I also post cat memes let's be honest who doesn't but you know and you know but I I I mean I try to generate okay for me I think authenticity is a giant giant hugely important thing and I think like you said I mean if you naturally are like that already I'm not sure that you need to tailor your actual type of speech to a specific genre or, or whatever but I do think that in general, what you post about probably should be related mostly to, I mean, obviously Twitter is also a place where you can post whatever you're interested in, but I think if you generally have, um, I've never gone so far as to really have my tone, but again, my tone is already like that. So I don't know if that's something that it makes sense to consciously do. Um, because again, you want to also, I've had people tell me that, one thing that they like about my, my Twitter is that it comes across as very authentic and I'm like, good, because it is, you know, and I want it in that sense of trust as, as an author and as, um, you know, I'm not trying to be a person that I'm not, that is who I am. Right. Well, and I think, yeah. And I think that that goes back to, you know, what I was saying that, you know, you don't have to, you know, figure out what you want your brand to be and then just kind of reinvent mm-hmm. yourself to reflect that. It's just more knowing yourself and knowing who you are and yeah, emphasizing and then, that and part yeah, of you and emphasizing that part yeah. of you. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, because they're, you know, going back to the, the cheesy rom-com um, kind of, kind of books, you, you know, as a reader and as a bookworm, when I think of a cheesy rom-com, I, I kind of have this image in my head of what a cheesy rom-com is and mm-hmm. what kind of person, like what type of personality would write that kind of book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so if I have in my image, I have in my mind that, you know, this, this author is kind of sort of like this personality over here. And then you come across online as like Daniel Steele or Nora Roberts, that's kind of incongruous there. You know, you're not, it's that personality is just a little bit different. So, you know, it's, you know, you do not have to create your brand. You simply have to figure out what it is yeah. and and work within those constraints. Um, yeah. And, you know, so just making sure, you know, like you said, um, going back to authenticity, um, that's, it's almost a buzzword um, when, you know, <laughs> when you're looking at, marketing or when you're looking at, you know, people online, you know, you hear be authentic, you know, all of that, all that means, all that means is for the people who don't really know, all that means is be yourself. If yeah, literally. If you, yeah. Are, if you are a giant nerd, be a giant nerd. If you want to post about books all day, post about books all day, it's totally fine. That is your brand. That is who you are. That is who you want to portray. And that is what sells your books yeah. is, is that brand and that person that people come to know and trust. They trust that you're going to be the same person no matter where they find you online. They're, mm-hmm. you're, it's going to be consistent across all of your website, your social, all of that stuff. It's going to be consistent. Um, so yeah, for anybody who didn't really understand what being authentic means, um, you probably did, but just in case, <laughs> just in all, case, just in case, all that means is just just be yourself and make sure that you know you when you are posting on TikTok, you're not posting something that is completely different from what you would post on Instagram, or completely yeah. different from what you would post on Pinterest. Um, you know, I pretty much post the same type of stuff no matter where I'm at. Um, yeah. and, and I talk in the same language that I do, you know, pretty much anywhere. So I think Instagram is really the only, um, struggle <laughs> that, I've, that I've ever had in that regard. Um, and I've pretty much just given up on Instagram. I'm like, I, I give up. Um, I've, I've tried. Um, but I, I find it so much easier to be myself in 280 characters <laughs> No, that's fair. I mean, I just post pictures of trees in my book because, you know, those are basically what I take that like. Most of my photos on my hidden personal account are tree photos. I really like trees and it's fall right now. So you all can have more of those. Oh, but, yeah, for sure. I, I post a lot of pictures of my cat. And also, if I had a cat, there would be many pictures probably. <laughs> I, was, I was scrolling through my gallery the other day. Because mm-hmm. I wanted, I wanted to show somebody at my day job um, this baby blanket that I'm working on uh, for a friend mm-hmm. of mine, and um, I'm scrolling through. I'm like, okay, I've got like 2,500 billion pictures of my cat. And I'm like, okay, so this one is just a repeat of this one because this one didn't come out right. So I've got like five pictures in a row of like the same pose of this cat, usually him sleeping. Um, and, you know, so, but it's a huge repertoire because every once in a while you will see somebody on Twitter say, I'm having a bad day. Will you please show me your pets? Exactly. You're like, yes, I have so many. How, I, how many would you like? I got your back. Um, how many do you want? You want a hundred? I got a hundred. Um, <laughs> just take a screenshot of like 
the entire album. <laughs> Just be like, here, 25, go. Yeah, I, I really should go through, um, since I have Amazon Prime, I have the unlimited Amazon photos. I really should oh, go right. through and create like folders yeah, album. Um, and just like albums to make it so much easier. Cause I scroll through back to, I think I have on there back to like 2020. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And, or even maybe further back, maybe even, um, maybe even back to like my wedding. Cause I know I have my um, honeymoon photos on there uh, from 2018. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so I, I I got a lot of cat photos. <laughs> You're um, like I'm set. If anyone needs I, any, <laughs> I am set. Yeah, I got your back. Um, if y'all y'all need any cat photos, um, tag me on Twitter at Picky Bookworm. I got your back. Uh, <laughs> just tell me you need cat photos. Take advantage of this. Just just FYI. <laughs> you what? I may take advantage of this. <laughs> like um, so. Yeah, just you know, yeah. hey, Picky Bookworm, I need some cat photos. I I hook you up. Uh, which one you want? You want the black one or the gray one? Uh, right. Got you. Uh, the chunky one or the skinny one? Which one? Which one? Um, just let me know. Um, okay. So when so you said that you published your book in 2020. Um, what we are actually going to get into your book and talk about what it's about. Um, oh yeah. Because that is part of the whole reason that we that I have authors on here so they can talk about their books and tell people, Hey, my book is awesome. Go buy it. Uh, Live marketing. <laughs> I'm just um, yeah, no, thank you. That is, um, that's a huge reason why I started this podcast to begin with is so that I could have, mm-hmm. um, authors on here and just, you know, kind of, uh, create a, a fun, um, atmosphere where we could talk books and authors could come on and say, Hey, my book is awesome. Go buy it. Um, because I mean, indie books, there's so many out there and sometimes it's just, it's hard to sift through the forest to find mm-hmm. the specific splinter. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yes, that's a good way of putting it. There's just so many, just books in general. There's so yes. many books. Yes. I read that. I don't remember how many, I'm definitely making up this number, but it was something like a hundred thousand books are published a year. Oh no! And, and I'm just like, wow. It might be more. It's actually closer to 2.1 million. Just kidding. Okay, well, at least 100,000. <laughs> yeah. How do you find? You know, I remember being a kid, and my method of finding books, I would go to the library and skim through the shelves and find stuff that sounded cool. Yes. That was it. Yes. If it had a cool, cover, you know, if it had a cool yeah, and a neat title, and then I would pull title. it out and be like, ooh. So yeah, I, actually, there you go. Title and cover are hugely important. Yes. That's another key I, marketing thing. But anyway, I tell yeah, I I've had I've seen questions um, on Twitter you know, such as, do you judge a book by the cover? Yes. I, I mean, it's kind of have to, I mean, you have no, that's your quick intro to it. It, it is, you know, and, you know, it's, I, I will liken it to, um, things that I've heard in the past that, you know, guys will go to a bar and if they see a pretty woman, um, then they'll go up and talk to her. It's that, it's that cover, it's that cover, that, that physical attraction that makes them go up and talk to her. Now, if they get to her and she is shallow, vapid, they're probably going to walk away. So, of course, make sure the inside of your book is good, too. But, well, this is why the blurb is important, but go on. Sorry. why the blurb is important. Um, but it's, I am such a sucker for a good cover. If the cover is gorgeous... I am more likely to go read the blurb. I am more likely oh, yeah. to go check out what it's about. Open that jacket cover. If you're walking through the library, open that jacket cover and read the read the inside synopsis. So yeah, having a good cover, even if it's just super simple. Um, yeah, eye-catching is important. Yes. I'm and genre sure. appropriateness. Um, I saw one, um, I was at the Dollar Tree, um, because mm. every once in a while I will just go back, they have a tiny little book section and I'll just go back there. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Um, oh. and just pick out books. And I saw one that it was a white cover with like block letters, like the title was in block letters. It was so simple, 
But it looks so cool. And I'm like, okay, okay, I have to have the book. So it does not have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be super fancy. It just has to, again, going back to your brand, it just has to reflect the author and the type of story that is on the inside. Yes, exactly. So, okay, so what is your book yeah. about? Tell to us. To my that. book. So unfortunately, you cannot, well, you can, but the audience cannot see <laughs> my cover, which is glorious. But <laughs> so it's called, forgive my lack of ability to pronounce Latin. I asked my friends who majored in classics, and apparently it's Iestus. It's not Estus, but close enough. Anyway, it means, um, it means blazing heat and it also means turmoil. So it's, it's like both meanings. So intense, like turmoil, blazing passion, not in, not in that sense, but, um, it, both of those, both of those are appropriate to the, the inside. So this is, um, or the content. So this is book one, the city book two, the colony is somewhere. I do not know where I put my copy, but it's an extension. <laughs> it's, it's a very long book. Um, I'm just going to read the blurb, I guess. So it's, an underground city built centuries ago to ride out the devastating heat, a society under attack, and a young solar engineer whose skills may be the key to saving her city if she doesn't get herself killed first. Blurbs are really hard to write, by the way, but we can come back to that. I, I have heard so, that. Yeah, I wouldn't want that job. So hard. <laughs> so the rest of it is, when Jossie was 10, the creatures of the above ground took her brother and left her for dead with horrible scars. Now, years later, she's a successful solar engineer working to keep her underground city's power running, but she's never really recovered. After she saves dozens of people during a second attack, she's offered a top-secret assignment as a field engineer with patrol, but fear prevents her from taking it until patrol finds bones near where her brother disappeared. She signs on and finds herself catapulted into a world that is far more dangerous and requires far more of her than she ever imagined. The creatures in the burning heat above ground are not the only threats facing the city, and what she learns during her assignment could cost her her life. One of the greatest threats to the city may in fact lie within. With thousands of lives at stake, can she act in time? So that's part one. No one read book two blur because it ruins book one. I tried my best, but just, just don't look at it. Just, just look at book one. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I did a, yeah. um, my most recent book review. I had had uh, the author on the podcast because um, I got to um, proofread her book. Mm -hmm. And one of, you know, while I was proofreading book one, she got so many emails and I'm pretty sure one was just like no <laughs> oh yes I get a lot of DMs <laughs> so she emails me back and she goes yeah I probably should have had you read the blurb first oh no and I'm like you know I'm actually glad I didn't um, because I don't think that I would have had the same emotional reaction that I did without so when I wrote my yeah. book review I'm like if you have not read the blurb Read the book, then read the blurb. See, that's, that's, anyway, go on. Um, so, yeah, because yeah. I'm like, you, you know, my, my friend Gabe um, is really looking forward to reading this book because I, mm -hmm. I talk about it all the time. And um, he goes, and so I commented and I told him, I said, don't read the blurb. I said, just, just don't. And he yeah. goes, he goes, I gotcha. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, just don't read, don't read the blurb. <laughs> Um, cause then you can DM me and you can tell me if your reaction was the same as mine was going, the same. Into, going yeah. into the book completely blind. Um, yeah, I, I like that every once in a while, but at the same time, when you get a good blurb that still, it catches you, you know, like yes, yours, and reveals yours nothing. did and reveals nothing. Um, but yeah. it reveals just enough to say, Hey, you want to read this book? Just, you know. Um, without actually saying, hey, psst, you want to read this book? <laughs> um, Buy my book. It would, yeah. it would be so It would be so much better if authors could literally just put in their blurb. Um, my book has five main characters. They're all awesome. There's one villain <laughs> that you're going to love to hate. Um, so, yeah, buy the book. <laughs> that would make authors' lives so much easier if they could just, no, like be super simple like that just you know but it's one moment go on sorry i'm no. trying to find an excellent tweet for you because i think <laughs> this sums up a lot about my book <laughs> the you know it's the it's so saturated that mm -hmm. you know oh, the market you, the market is so saturated oh yeah and i refuse to say it is oversaturated if you are an author if you are writing books 
continue to write books. Um, do I am not telling you to give up. I am not oh, telling no. you not to write, like, ever. Um, to my listeners, like, no. Keep writing. Um, but you have to get creative when yeah. you're trying to get your book out there. And, you know, just using Twitter isn't going to cut it anymore. Um, and I think that's, yeah. I think that's part of the reason why I've been doing so much research, um, into creative ways, um, to, for authors to market their books and, and creative places for them to share, because, you know, just going on Twitter and marketing to your fellow authors, that's not going to cut it anymore. The market is too saturated. You know, you need to, although I have to say that's pretty much what I've done, but, <laughs> but, but I'm not saying that that's easy. That's just what I've done because I personally, I found what works for me. Um, if I, if I were able to, you know, there's, there's other things like, like ads and whatever that I've tried didn't really work super well for me personally. Um, there are a number of other ways that are probably more effective, like, like TikTok, but that said, I'm just saying it can be done, but you're right that it would be better with other. Yeah. Well, and I'm, and I'm, and I am not saying don't ever market on Twitter. Um, you know, I, I am simply, trying to find those additional creative. Oh no, I, I, I'm agreeing to, with you. Yeah. yeah. To, to market because you know, yeah. yeah, you market mainly on Twitter, but you also have your website that you blog on. I do. So you have, yeah. you know, you have those blog posts that you can share on places like Pinterest or share on, mm-hmm. you know, places like LinkedIn or, you know, things like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, for authors and that's why I wrote my blog post last week on you need you need an author website you need a blog oh definitely Um, yeah because you need that extra fodder and that extra um oomph to give your author brand that visibility and that visibility um because without that extra content you know, yeah. it's, it's going to make your life a lot more difficult and it shouldn't be, it should be, um, a little bit easier than it is. So we, um, that's what I've been doing in the past, you know, several months is <laughs> learning new ways to market so that I can teach you guys. So oh yeah. No, I think that that's, I mean, <laughs> say that again. Sorry. It's, the so, last part. it's so much fun. Let me tell you, I'm having a <laughs> Okay. No, I love learning new different. I just, for me, I tend to be somebody that looks at the underlying principles and figures out how I can apply X to, you know, whatever situation. So in my case, it's been a lot of, I, I don't like this word, but it's the best word I could come up with, which is like the ecosystem of, of writing, the writing community, especially online. But from what I found just going into it, so you have the, you have blogging, you have, so, okay, let me back up. So you have... You have authors, you have readers, which is like book tweet, which is over here. It's its own little bubble. Think of like a Venn diagram, but like multiple bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> so you have the readers over here. You have the writers over here. To be fair, this overlaps a lot, which is partially why I do market a lot on Twitter. Then you have the book reviewer or um, book bloggers who may or may not be the same as, as book tweet. That's like different. <laughs> so, and then you have um, publications like, you know, whatever magazine um, you have a number of, of professional publications. And then, so I had to think of it in terms of, okay, how, and this is what I did with my marketing uh, blog post, which is I thought, okay, how does this all fit together? What is the most efficient path for me to do this? So I found that first you have to have a good product. Obviously you have to have a good book because with the best cover ever, you can still have a terrible book. Yeah, the The inside really should match as much as possible to the outside. Yes, exactly. So you should have a good cover that matches your brand, that matches your genre, you know, catching good at a scale. Because as I actually, it was funny, I ended up being in somebody's, um, so there's uh, Matt, who is um, Unceasing Toe is his, is his username. I forget what it means. He told me once. Anyway, memorable. And he wrote this very nice blog post about how I had done a really good job marketing. And I was like, really? Thank you. <laughs> was not expecting this. And the, I've shared it a bunch of times since then. But basically, he said that I had this one little tweet. I had, you know, it's this big. You have your, you have your very bright cover that, and you have enough text that gets people interested. And I had kind of just figured this out by thinking, okay, if I only have this much space, what can I write that is going to make people hopefully stop? And, and, and that's, that was his reaction. So you have your, 
you sort of maximize your, um, how do I say this? You maximize your potential impact from the beginning. So you have good art, you have, you know, good material that looks good when it's small and big, all of that. And that's something that a professional designer should help with. Um, so I got all that and then I thought, okay, now I need, I need to get people to, I made the mistake. I admit it. I, I did the thing where I DM'd a couple people about my book. You broke the cardinal rule. I broke the rule. And I was like, <laughs> I need to never do that again. My bad. To be fair, they just didn't respond. It was fine. No one was mean to me, but don't do that. Just, just don't do that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, book, so, book bloggers, book bloggers don't, we don't like that. Um, no, I, no. I, have, I have a funny story. Um, I recently had uh, Connor Jackson on the podcast, I think either last week or the week before. And that was how we met um, is because he DM'd me and, but he was so nice about it, you know, what it didn't, it was not, it was not like a, one of those form uh, DMs oh. that you get as soon as you follow somebody, you get this form DM saying, "Hey, I have this book. Go buy it." I hate those so Ooh, much. Please, I, no one do that. Anyone who's listening, don't do that. I will unfollow you so quick if I get one of those form DMs. Yeah, no. But you know, I could tell it wasn't a form DM. He had, you know, he had tried to make it as personal as possible. He was super nice about it, and um, I actually replied. Um, which, which is rare. Um, and you know, I'm like, so, so I told him, I was like, one, don't ever do this again. (laughs) Um, You're, you're, you're lucky that I am, that your DM was as nice as it was. Um, because I normally don't respond. Um, please don't do this to anybody else. And just, you know, and I just laid out just a few like quick little tips for him. And, um, he, you know, he went and uh, filled out my uh, meet the author form on my website. He went and, and filled out for the podcast. And um, so I was able to make a friend through it. But yeah, I, I agree. We don't like that. No. <laughs> we, want, we want you to actually go to our website and read our policies and find out what kind of books we like first mm-hmm. before yeah, and then right. use the contact form on the website to contact us do not dm us as soon as we follow you that's it's tacky um we don't like that it's tacky and it's just but to be fair i I feel like i should write a guide for like newbies to twitter because i definitely i mean you know i i think everyone probably has made similar mistakes and it's like if you're new oh well you know you try but I, i so actually along these lines of what i was saying about this is that there is this I slowly started to figure it out. There's this kind of ecosystem thing going on with Twitter where there's different spheres and you need to connect all of them to really have a successful, I think, um, marketing, not strategy, but success. That was terrible English. You know what I mean? (laughs) In order for it to work, you need to be able to bridge all of that. I do actually think that strategy is a good word. um, Because, because, I mean – your your book you're self-employed i mean yeah. it's i mean that's just you are you wrote this book you worked for it you are trying to sell it you are a small business um yeah, literally and literally yeah. and i mean you have to pay taxes on the the money that you make <laughs> from your book so yeah you are self-employed um and having and it is so important to have that, that strategy in place and, you know, just randomly. And I, and I do tell authors, please share your book links, but that should not, but that should not be all you're sharing. You know, you should have a strategy in place of, you know, okay, today I'm going to connect with this part of my audience or today I'm going to follow, you know, 10 new people that, you know, may not have heard of my book yet, you know, or something, mm-hmm. you know, just along those lines. So yeah, I think strategy is the perfect word, good for word. What you're talking about. Yeah, it's okay. perfect. So strategy then, because the biggest thing, um, and I want to publicly say thank you to everyone who has been awesome and reviewed my book, shared my book, etc. Because the biggest thing is 
other people referring your book to their friends, to their family, you know, talking about it on Twitter. I, I realized that uh, it's such an important thing to have because it's basically you know, makes it credible where you have quotes. And I always ask permission. I don't screenshot from Amazon or anything. I say to the reviewer directly, I'm like, can I use this freely? Do you mind? Can I use it in my ads, et cetera? And then I get the permission and then I use it. That has, okay, I almost died of shock. When, not really, but so I, I, somebody had read my book. Um, his website may or may not still be online, but it's I Heart Sci-Fi. He compared my book. He said it was at the level of Dune. And I almost died. Wow. I was like, what? What just happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> so that wow. was amazing. Thank God. And he, um, and I said, can I use this? And he said, yes. Do you know how amazing that has been for just in terms of market, like growth? Because I put it on my ads. I said at the level of Dune, I mean, you can see it on my, I always feel slightly obnoxious doing that, but it's, I mean, that's one of the foundational books of sci-fi. Like it's arguably more fantasy than sci-fi in a lot of ways, but it's, it is recognized as a foundational book because of the way that it's a paradigm shifting book. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of it personally, but I recognize what it did for the genre. So to have that type of comparison and to be able to use those, that, that wording and just in general, you know, reviews that are really, very, um, really, really excellent reviews just to have that as something that you can share, um, and, and say, look, I'm not the one saying buy my book. Other people are saying this is really good. You should buy it. Yeah. You know, and then other people that share things on your behalf, et cetera, which is awesome of them. Thank you, everyone. Um, that type of thing is what really, I think gets people to start paying attention to it because you can share your link all day, but if people haven't said good things about it and you don't have proof that it's good, that's what you need to really start boosting it. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, they call that, uh, social proof. Um, yes, exactly. So it's, you know, I, I love, I get so excited when I see authors, that are, you know, sharing screenshots of these amazing reviews, um, that they get on Amazon. But I do like your idea of, um, you know, and this goes back to the joy of Canva. Um, if you do not, I love Canva, so much. Canva <laughs> if you do not have Canva, just the yeah. free tool, just the free Canva, um, oh, yeah. is so worth it. And it, I mean, you can make some absolutely gorgeous, um, graphics on there for Twitter, for LinkedIn, for Pinterest, for, um, your blog, your website. Um, I think the, I don't know if the free tool has this, but, um, you and I were, you and I were talking last night about, uh, my homepage and cause I'm I'm working on, um, I'm working on revamping it, um, because it does look like a big, huge wall of text and I absolutely, (laughs) it bugs the crap out of me. I felt bad. I was like, do you want me to tell you? (laughs) I think this is, there's good text on there. I I just think it needs to be moved like around. I would not, I would not have asked if I did not want, like, I figured I just was like, um, and so, you know, I, I am working on just kind of breaking that up, um, a little bit with some extra images and, and things like that. Um, but the, the Canva tool is, I mean, you can take, you know, contact a reviewer that, you know, if you see like a really great quote in one of the reviews and, you know, like you said, contact that reviewer and say, Hey, can I quote this? Um, and create and go to Canva and create like a, a nice colorful, um, image for your social media and use that quote. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I created one, um, an image the other day for Pinterest that I actually used, um, a line from the blurb, um, as, as part of, um, as part of the image. Um, so I, you know, just finding those little snippets instead of, you know, just constantly, Hey, I have this book, buy this book. Um, you know, using that, using that social proof and, and using, um, really good images. Uh, I cannot tell you, cannot tell you how many times I have heard, read, heard, read, heard, read that images are king on social media. Um, mm-hmm. and video. I mean, if there's, um, ways again through Canva, there's ways to, um, 
create animated um oh i made one videos. book trailer um yeah, like yeah. A book trailer a book trailer well, or just like, just like a little animated slideshow you know or something Sorry. that um you know you can use as a as a video um because mm. people see that movement they're automatically going to stop and go hey what's this about I do it all the time. It does not matter. It does not matter if by the end of that video, I'm going, what did I just watch? My, <laughs> my brain. My brain. My eyes are burning. And even if by the end of the video, I'm like, I, I don't know what the heck I just saw. I still stopped. But you still watched it. And I still watched yep. it. So, you know, and there's, you know, and I see some book trailers and some of those like animated covers they're hypnotizing. I will sit and watch oh, yeah. them. just, you know, like the, the movement in the background or something. And I'll just sit and watch them. It's, they're hypnotizing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. There's so many different creative ways to market. Even, even if you are choosing to stick with Twitter and you are just going to market on Twitter, that's it. That's fine. Um, there is no judgment here. Um, stick with what you are comfortable with. I, you know, I am not going to judge but there's tons of creative ways. Um, oh, there definitely are. I'm just saying this is where I started and sort of set up. A, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, there's definitely creative ways to add um, joy to your marketing um, strategy. Um, oh, yeah. So I did. I think I lost it, though. I had something that I wanted to ask you, and I think I lost it. Um I distracted myself. That's what I get. Um, no, you're, you're good. You're fine. So, I was thinking, yeah. So what, gonna... um, what are, oh, I remembered what it was. I knew I, I knew I remember. Um, you had said earlier that you um, were wanting to write um, a blog post about engagement on Twitter. And mm -hmm. I actually did that. <laughs> I wrote, um, I wrote a blog post, um, a few weeks ago on, um, I had, what I had done was I had chosen three topics, um, that I wanted to write a blog post about and pulled total blind pull. Um, I, I had written down option one is this one. Option two is this one. And option three is this one. And then I sent out a poll to Twitter and I was like, okay, y'all blind pull. And I put as the choices, option one, option two, option three, and then whichever one won. Oh, an actual blind poll. Like they don't totally, know what the options are. They didn't know what the options were. Oh, interesting. Um, huh. And option two won. And it was um, the basically the, the do's and don'ts um, of Twitter engagement. And yeah. I had so much fun writing that <laughs> post because I have so many opinions um, I, I have not been on Twitter as long as probably some other people. Um, I had joined Twitter back when it was still fairly new uh -huh. and it was a, an absolute cesspool. <laughs> it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And I could not find anybody like it was political posts and blog posts and it was like there wasn't any yep. actual like conversations no there weren't conversations going on it was you know back when twitter was brand new it was literally this is the place to share your blog posts this is not the place to actually engage with people yeah and so when i joined um after starting the picky bookworm when i joined again and actually like found people to engage with that was when I fell in love with Twitter. Um, oh, me too. I, yeah. I am on there all the time, probably way more than I should be. <laughs> um, but just in my year, just over a year, I guess, um, of being on Twitter, I've, I've seen a lot and I've learned a lot. And, uh -huh. you know, so I was like, I just really need to like, get my opinion on this out there and help y'all out. Yeah. Because there's some people that are new to Twitter that, they don't know how to get the best engagement, the maximum benefit from what they're doing on Twitter. Um, and mm -hmm. it does take a strategy. It really does. Um, yeah, it, it does. I mean, you, I have, you know, I was telling somebody a couple weeks ago, I think that I have gotten to the point that I can be off Twitter for like five days 
and I can come back and I can be back in the algorithm within like an hour or two. Oh, wow. Because, because That's I have, impressive. Because I have figured out that, um, that engagement strategy and, you know, and it involves actually engaging with people. It doesn't, it's not, you know, it's not, I don't just go on Twitter and send out 50 of my own tweets. Oh no. You know, it's, I scroll through and comment on other people's. If I see a question that's interesting, I will answer it. If I see a meme that's funny, I will like it or retweet it. So it's, you know, that's the biggest, the biggest advantage that you have with Twitter is that it's, way easier to engage with people by being yourself than oh, yeah. in a lot of other places. Facebook is just, oh. I barely, barely use Facebook. It's kind of like, oh yeah, I should do that. You know, I mean, I found a few readers on there, which is great. I just, I don't, I don't know that they're on Twitter, so it's useful. I mean, I'm glad it exists, but also I barely use it. So yeah, I, I yeah. just, I, I can't, um, <laughs> Going back to, um, you know, I, I would probably use like messenger, um, but nobody that I would really want to talk to really uses messenger. (laughs) (laughs) It just feels like a different experience. I have conversations ongoing with, with one of my friends and, and each place feels different. It's weird. Like we talk about personal stuff on Facebook. We talk about stupid things on Twitter, which, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a bubble for each, not bubble, it's like a bucket for each thing. I was going to say, oh, I was going to say about engagement on Twitter. Sometimes I forget that I should post something like of my own (laughs) because I'm so happily like talking to people about whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, I should also update my actual, you know, timeline or whatever the word is. I forget. And then at like 9 PM, I think, oh yeah, I should add something. (laughs) I, yeah, total, total same. Um, I, and it's, and it's so funny because I will, I will talk about my website all day long. I will talk about my blog all day long. I will talk about the books I'm reading all day long. You're going to get the random crap about the dinner I ate last night too. I mean, it's, (laughs) that's, I mean, going back to, um, going back to our brand conversation from, you know, way earlier, you know, I have ADHD. My brand is perpetually exhausted pigeon. You're going to get the weird tangents. Um, You know, my, my friend Gabe um, and I, uh, I was saying earlier that we record um, another podcast and that releases on Wednesdays. And he and I, we warn everybody at the beginning of every episode, (laughs) tangents galore. Um, because we'll be talking, it's a, it's a podcast about the TV show alias, uh, that was out in the early oh. 2000s. We'll talk yeah, about Big Bang Theory and we'll talk about this podcast over here and we'll talk about this book over here and we will somehow link it back to alias in some like bizarre <laughs> fashion. But you know, we warn people that tangents galore. And so that's kind of what you get from me on Twitter as well is just, you know, yeah. The, the business stuff, yeah, because I the picky bookworm for me is a business. It's, you know, yeah. I want to make money. I want to be able to run it full time. I want to be able to work from home. So, yes, yeah. it is a business, but my brand is also really personable. And, yeah. you know, I Which have... Which is totally fine, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I have to let you guys be able to connect with me on that level as well. Yeah. And if that means the occasional trauma dump, sorry guys. <laughs> I happens. try to stick to the cat photos, but I know what you mean. Um, if I'm having a bad day, you're going to hear about it. If I'm having a yeah. great day, you're going to hear about it because that's what I want from you guys too. Is, yeah. Yeah. Know, I think there's enough of a community out there that that works. Yeah. You know, within I, reason, but you know, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I, there are some things about your life that if I see them in my timeline, I'm probably going to mute you, but, yes. uh, <laughs> yeah. but, um, like, for the most part, um, yeah. it's, we are a huge, com- a huge community and, yes. you know, but the, the operative word there is community. And that means yeah. friends. That means, you know, compadres. That means comrades. That means, you know, all of these things. 
And, you know, I, um, when I was working on my small tangent, when I was working on my homepage the other day and I was, um, I'm still trying to figure out how to make the image at the top of my homepage, like an, a hero image where it goes all the way across. Can't figure oh. it out, but I will. Um, I'll, I will figure it out. But I wanted for that image, I wanted a quote that evoked that sense of community that, yeah. that I want my website to be, I want my website yeah. to be that center of community for people. And, you know, I came across this one, this quote that said, we rise by lifting each other. And when oh yeah. I, I saw that. And when I saw yeah. that, I'm like, perfect. That is perfect. That is like, that is the, I mean, if you were to ask me like my brand quote, that would probably be it because it's just, you know, yeah. it's just the perfect you know, visual of what I want for my business to support yeah. you guys and, you know, to support you guys and to help you support each other and to, you know, help you sell your books without headaches and, you know, all of that. Stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, that was just really fun for me when I found that quote, I'm like, yes, I'm so excited. Now, <laughs> I just need to make, now I just need to make it bigger and then we'll be good. Um, Okay, so we've got about five minutes left. This has been a very quick hour. Um, I, have, I know, seriously. I'm like, wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> I have I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, talking marketing with you. This has been um, an absolute blast. Where can people find you? So I am on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and I feel like there's another one, my, my website, my blog. So S Z Atwell, that's with two T's. Well, I guess you're probably putting this in the description, but I, yeah, I'll be sure uh, to put it in the, in the show notes yeah. for everybody. That's S Z Atwell author. So S Z A T T W E L L author, one word. And that's my username for everything. So I'm mostly on Twitter. I mean, I have an Instagram account and everything. Uh, but mostly I just, I, you can find me on Twitter. Um, my books and everything are sdatwell.com and they're on Amazon. They're also on online, like you can order print copies. So Amazon for eBooks, it's Amazon. And then there's others through draft, draft to digital. Um, so if you go on my website, there's all the different options, but a lot of major retailers have the print copy, at least through their website, unfortunately not in the store. Um, one disadvantage of writing something super long, but anyway, that's another discussion. <laughs> it's slightly too long for printing costs to make it profitable to put it in a bookstore. Oh, well, um, I wanted to, share this excellent tweet, oh, which yes. I had this yes, pinned one for a while. Just speaking of creative marketing. So enough people have sent me like interesting DMS, usually at about certain, at, at certain points in the book. Um, I'm sorry. So we didn't talk much about my book, book, but I can That's okay. explain later. I, so, I, I don't know. It's fine, be, but I, yeah, I will huh? be sure. I will be sure to add, um, like some information about the book and links to your book. Um, oh, thank in, you. Yeah. In the show notes. Cause I think that would be a fun discussion at some point. If you ever want to, I'm happy to talk about just dystopian world building and all that fun stuff. Yes. That's a whole other discussion. Well, and we but, have, I think we have, yeah. um, I think we have a guest post, um, planned, um, for, yeah, for I have to finish too, that so. cough cough. I got distracted by something, <laughs> but I wanted, it's totally fine. I wanted to read this excellent tweet, which is a series of reactions to Iestus. So these are, these are based on what people have told me or done. So screamed, husband choked on tortilla chip, almost choked, claustrophobia, claustrophobia, thirst, paper extension. Somebody had to write to their professor and be like, can I get an extension on my paper? <laughs> Forgot to feed child. Didn't oh, speak no. to me for hours after book two ended. Carried around while making tea. So I put a disclaimer. I said, read at your own risk. <laughs> Sorry, everyone that, oh, one friend, um, somebody was reading a book. She was reading it out in the woods at night by her. <laughs> Not my fault. I did warn you, <laughs> but uh, it's, I, it's a fun experience. So I, I have books that um, I will not read at night before bed. Um, yep. I just won't. Um, there, there was one, um, that I had gotten off NetGalley that it was called the liar of red Valley. Mm -mm. That is a daytime book. 
Let me tell you. I, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Um, the, I, I believe that at least twice in my review, um, I mentioned, um, if you scare easy, don't read this after dark. <laughs> Just don't. Um, I do not particularly scare easy. Um, yeah. But I do have two windows in my bedroom that make funny lights on the walls. So oh, no. I, no, no. I don't I, need I know. something that's going to freak <laughs> me out. So we <laughs> just read it in the daytime. Um, yeah. Okay. So, Sabrina, thank you so much for coming and today. Yeah, thank you. Today. This is great. I really um, appreciate this. I, I loved, I will be sure to link um, to your books. Um, I appreciate so much your, your insight and your input. Um, on creative ways um, to market, especially on Twitter, um, because that's where a lot of my listeners um, come from. So, you know, yeah. just being able yeah. to find find those various ways um, to add um, just a little bit of extra to your marketing efforts. Um, so, okay, we've got 30 seconds left. Um, my timer, it cuts off automatically. So at oh, like yeah. one hour, it's like, bye. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much. Um, I will see you on Twitter, and I will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank Have you. a good day. You too. Take care. Bye.